to be in upstate New York. The Watkins Glen's always been super exciting. For the crowd on their feet here at the Glen. Watkins Glen, love that road course. You have a lot of action and drama. When you get down to the nitty gritty on the racetrack, it's a really fun racetrack to really challenge yourself and really get out there and run hard. This is pretty unique, it's pretty special, and a lot of fun. This place is packed with race fans ready to go. Hi, welcome to NASCAR American Motor Mouse. Nate Ryan here with Kyle Petty, Dale Jarrett. Taking your phone calls, 1-844-NASCAR-NBC, also at hashtag MotorMouse. You can tweet us. Got a big show today. We've got the crew chief for the hottest driver on Cup Series road courses, Randall Burnett, joining us in segment two. Also coming up, Mike Bagley, who will be a part of the NASCAR and NBC radio-style coverage from Watkins Glen International this weekend. But first, guys... As we head to Watkins Glen, obviously we're focused very much on the playoffs and some news today for one of those yep. drivers who's trying to get in the playoffs. Ryan Blaney currently occupying that 16th spot, number two in the point standings, but in the final spot without a win this year for the 2022 playoffs. Team Penske announces a extension with Ryan Blaney today. So uh, going into the final two races of the regular season, does Ryan Blaney get a little bit of security here, knowing that he doesn't really have to worry about anything? Not that he was worried about staying with this team yeah. anyway, but now that he's got the contract extension at Penske, all he's focused on is just the rest of the 2022 season. Yes, for sure. And listen, but if, if, if I was Roger Penske, I would have done it four or five races ago to take that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If, that, if there was pressure, if he felt that pressure to stay. Uh, but listen, and you know it, we, we know it as drivers, it's always good when it's, it's reaffirmed that they want you. It's reaffirmed that you've got a job next year. Um, and, I, and I think that's, that's it. That's a huge boost of confidence for him. Here, Ryan, whether you make it or not, you, you're here. Yeah. You're, you're with us. And that is a big boost of confidence. And for Roger Penske to say that, uh, he's got to be going into to Watkins Glen a lot calmer and in a better place than maybe a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I think Roger Penske, Ford Motor Company, yeah. everybody there understands what they have. All of the sponsors that they uh, have on board with that 12 car, uh, they understand that they, they have a champion in the making. Uh, what he has been able to do this year uh, has been outstanding, other than winning a race. Yeah. Uh, but he's put himself in that position as much as anyone, really. They just haven't got it done whenever you have to get it done, and that's on the last lap of the race. And so uh, I, I applaud Roger for, for doing this, and, and I'm sure that – you know, he had some of that in his mind. Hey, let's take a little bit of pressure off yeah. here. You know, go, right. do, go do what you do best, and uh, let's see if that works yeah. out that we can be in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I think what's interesting here is his other teammate, Joey Logano, currently remains unsigned beyond, I believe, uh, next season. Um, and Roger Penske has been saying since May, hey, we're going to take care of Joey Logano. We've already re-signed with Shell, his sponsor, beyond 23. But um, he had, we hadn't really heard much about Blaney. Yeah. So I, I wonder... Might they have fast-tracked Blaney and just to, you know, again, take any doubt out yeah. of his mind about the, the long-term future here with his playoff status being uncertain, you know, heading in the last two races of the season? And, and, and listen, we're not privy to any of these details, but when you start looking at, at, at Cindric being a rookie mm -hmm. and now Blaney and then you, Joey is, is the next cog in that wheel or the next domino to fall – you, you gotta you gotta look at it and think. Okay, there's a master plan here. There's always a master plan with Roger yeah. Penske. Okay, right. but there's a master plan. Are we staggering our drivers now? Are we getting them all on the same page where mm -hmm. all their contracts are up at the same time? You don't know what he's doing uh, or, or where he's at. So maybe it's like, okay, we're gonna go ahead and pull this trigger and we're 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 putting it in this order so that we we do sit down with Joey. Joey knows who his teammates are. Joey knows where the the company's going and what it's going to be because Joey Logano is the cornerstone there. Yeah. I mean, you have to say that. He is the cornerstone of that organization right now, just as Rusty Wallace was at one time and Brad Kay was at one time. Uh, Roger's always done that, look to one driver to kind of to drive the bus, per se. So I, maybe, maybe there's ulterior motives other than just saying, it's a pat on the back, let's go do it. Right. Well, as I mentioned, Ryan Blaney comes in 26 points up on Martin Truex Jr., who is currently the first driver out of the playoffs. And I know, DJ, you talked about on Monday's <laughs> show. By the way, Martin Truex Jr., another guy whose future has been secured beyond 22, 22 and was a little bit in doubt. Uh, you think that even though Blaney's up by 26 points, 
it, he shouldn't be points racing at this point. He should just be going for the win Sunday at the Glen. Yeah, I know. I, I, underst- I, I would understand. If I were in his situation as the driver, uh, I, would, I would probably want to be going for a win. Yeah. Because when I look at Daytona, I can go down a whole list of people that very easily could win that race. That, that means that my points aren't going to make any difference. Yeah. And so um, I, I would want to, at, at Watkins Glen, he's proven to be a really good road racer. Uh, he has one win at the Roval. Uh, he's also uh, put himself in position a lot on, on the road courses. And I, I just think that if we send him out there, if I'm thinking from uh, the team side of it, if we send him out there with the car and the plan that we're going to try to win this race and take whatever points that gives us, I agree. Yeah, you can you can get on a different strategy. And Steve Letarte made this point the other day too. Even though he's on the other side of that, right, he would be right. points, he right. race for points. But yeah. he did say that now you're going to because we have so many winners, they're going they're not worried about the points in yep. there and, and gathering that. So they're going to play to try to win the race. And so all of a sudden, instead of maybe lining up behind ten cars, you may be behind fifteen, even right. eighteen people. Yeah. And so I just think they need to send him to to try to get that. I think Daytona's. We talk about it being a wild card. Whatever's the next word for wild, wild card uh, <laughs> is what Daytona yes. is because anything could happen here, and, and then you find yourself. You don't want to go to Daytona with also finding out, too, that, okay, well, all of a sudden Chris Bush or Christopher, however we're calling him now, um, <laughs> all of a sudden he you know, wins at the Glen, yeah, and right. then you're in a must-win situation along with 15 others. Yeah, yeah. and that, 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 this is the part that fascinates There's two races. Yeah. Okay, one guy's in. Everybody else is out. But we're looking at six guys that could jump in. Yeah. I, I, honestly, yeah. six yeah. guys yeah. with the drop of a hat when they throw the checkered flag. They're, they're, so I can race Dale Jarrett all day long, and he can race me all day long for points. But when you win the race, it doesn't make any difference how many points yeah. we've got. Yeah. It, it, we're yeah. out. We're yeah. out. I can beat Martin Truex. You know, Ryan can beat Martin Truex. Truex can beat Ryan, Ryan Blaney, and both of them be on the outside looking in. So it really makes no difference. You've got, I, I think, at this point in time, Blaney, Truex, Eric Almarola, Austin Dillon, Bubba Wallace, these guys, I mean, they got nothing to lose. Yep. Nothing to lose and everything to gain. And that's how simple it is. Uh, because, as he says, going to Daytona, you can look at Daytona, you can look at that the, at the points sheet when you put it up there. And you go, and, and you go the guy that's 17th, 18th, 19th, and 20th can win at Daytona. Mm-hmm. Those next five yeah. guys can win at Daytona. Yeah. Easy. Uh, they've done it before. So, so that's how. Yeah, if you're Ryan Blaney, yeah. you can run well at road courses. You've won at the road, yep. why not go for the win? I agree with you, DJ. Yeah. Like, if yeah. you're playing for points at a road course and you're trying to finish and win stages, and yeah. then you know that that next stage you're going to start middle of the pack or deeper, yeah. we saw at the Indy road yeah. course what restarts can look like. Yeah. That's yeah. A great he's point. capable of running inside the top five all day, you know, in, in those first two stages. If he's capable of doing that, uh, but, it, but you put him outside of that and get on a, yep. a, a program that you're, that's going to allow you to be up front, then he's got a chance to win. When yeah. you get yourself in the top five, you've got opportunities to make things happen. And so why take that away from See, him? Right. And this is, and, and I'm going to chime in here, this has, this point system, this is another example of how this point system has changed the sport and how yeah. you race. Yeah. We were fortunate when we went to the racetrack, it was win. It was win, mm-hmm. get as many points as you can. It was win. You weren't looking at a guy that was already in the playoffs that, oh, man, I can, I can do anything. Right. I'm already in. You know, I, I'm not, so I'm going to line up behind those. Listen, when we did it, you come down pit road, 15 guys came down pit road. Yeah. You, you were making up places racing. So it's a different game. And it, it is, it's, I would hate to be a crew chief or, or, <laughs> Fascinating. or, or yeah. try to figure out the strategy of winning these things at this point in time. It's going to be a lot going on Sunday. Uh, let's go to the phones and get a phone call from our friend Nass Carl. Carl, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks, guys. Now, you know I'm excited. Brian Blaney's my new driver, signs a deal. But what I want to ask, we're obviously, we're still third in the speed category to the Toyotas and Chevy, and I realize that, and and, and he can be better. But, Kyle, uh, Dale, you guys can speak to this a little bit. You've had contracts. But just a sense that this gives Blaney, now, now I, I don't have to worry about that. This is done. I can just go. Uh, it's always drive the race car. But can you speak to the mindset of now, hey, he knows that that's done and how that can change as far as driving and how that plays out, please? 
Yeah, go. Yeah. I mean, we were talking before, yeah, yeah. DJ, you were saying, I mean, Chevrolet's got 10 straight wins on road courses. Yeah. So yeah. that's just one more thing that I guess Ryan Blaine would come in this race and think, another strike against yeah. me if I'm in a Ford. Yeah, yeah exactly. But th- there's nothing better for a driver to have than confidence. And yes. when you have the confidence of not only the owner, but the team backing you and the sponsors saying, hey, we want you for X number of years. We don't know how many years that is, but we know he's back. And so it, it's, that's a good thing. There's nothing better. So uh, it's not that he's going to try to any harder and can drive any harder, but he looks at things uh, in a whole different light. It's like he's put a new shield on his helmet this week that shows him something yeah. completely different that's than great. what he's been looking through. It's a great way to explain it. Uh, take another phone call from our friend Marvin. Marvin, welcome to NASCAR American Motormouths. How are you guys doing this evening? Good. Great. Well, uh, first of all, I just want to say to Kimi Raikkonen and the uh, number 91 team, welcome to NASCAR this weekend at Watkins Glen. And bringing up that point, could we possibly see uh, IndyCar drivers such as Elio Castroneves or Takuma Sato or Simon Paginot in the future racing in the NASCAR Cup Series in the very near future? That's a good question, Marvin. Yeah. I don't think we're going to see it immediately, but that is the long-term plan here with the Trackhouse Project yeah. 91 car that Kimi Raikkonen is going to be running. Justin Marks, the owner, co-owner of Trackhouse, has said, this is my goal. I yeah. want to bring international drivers to Na- the NASCAR Cup yeah. Series. And as you see here, that we're already making history. Uh, Sunday at Watkins Glen, we're going to have drivers from seven countries, the most ever in Cup Series history in one single race. We've got drivers from Finland with Raikkonen, Daniel Suarez, obviously from Mexico, uh, Mike Rockenfeller, who's overall winner at 24 Hours of Le Mans from Germany. He's also run the Rolex 24. He'll be there. Kvyat, who's a former F1 veteran from Russia. I mean, the list goes on and on. Yeah. Maybe we will see IndyCar guys. We used to Maybe not we'll see from seven states, much less. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was getting ready to go 1969. They were all from the same state. <laughs> they were all, all from the same state. You know, but you're right. We didn't. You know, you 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 only had drivers from five or six states. Period. You know what I mean? We didn't. We didn't even do that. So that's pretty special. To an answer to his question, um, I think we're closer to seeing those guys with this Project 91, and just in general with this car. I think this car brings our sport, brings NASCAR, right. and, and what the car itself is, closer to the Indy cars, closer to sports cars, closer to European racing. Um, so it's not as big a transition for a driver to jump in. Yes, it's a transition. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that all race cars are the same. Um, but what we had before was so foreign to what a Kimi Raikkonen would say, yeah. so foreign to what a Rockenfeller would, would look at. Uh, today they look in the and they look in the window and they're like, yeah, I've seen this car before. Yeah. I've been in this car before at some point in time. Uh, there, there's so many things. So I think that's part of it also. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, I it's, think it's great and it's great for the sport. And you look at it. I just wonder who's going to be the first driver to really welcome someone like Kimi to NASCAR and give him that little punch in the <laughs> rear bumper, or yeah. right or left rear quarter panel, yeah. depending on what corner it might yeah. be. Yeah. Okay. It will certainly or happen on the first restart, right? Yeah. 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 Heading into turn one on yeah. the first restart, yes. I mean, we're yeah. expecting oh. it'll be quite the welcome for these guys. Yes. Right? Yes. Oh, we're, yeah, it would. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine that? I can't. I can't. Wow, yeah. man. <laughs> hey, welcome to NASCAR, boys. Turn one. Watkins Glen. Let's take uh, another phone call. NASCAR America Motor Mouse welcoming Justin to the program. Justin, what have you got for us? Yeah, I just have a question. What do you think, Casey? Case Elliott, Kansas are at Watkins Glen, not only Watkins Glen this weekend, but overall in the playoffs. All right, good question there, Justin. Yeah, thank you. DJ, again, you brought it up. I mean, Chevrolet has yeah. won 10 straight. Now, granted, it's been Trackhouse and Richard Childress Racing winning all four road courses this year, but Chase Elliott's certainly the active winner on road courses uh, yeah. in the Cup Series heading to the Glen. Yeah, and, you know, going to a place that I think he got his first victory and then he on the road course that he he feels good at this and, and I think we'll see him even though he's been up front uh, at a lot of them this year we haven't seen the dominance that we saw yeah. with the old car but I think that has to do with the braking I think he had a way of of outbreaking everyone else before that everyone that got the parts and pieces to be able to do what he was doing uh, and so I think that that's brought people closer to him but 
don't take that away. He's got an excellent chance this weekend, and um, you, you have to look at him, even though Kevin Harvick's won two in a row and yep. Denny Hamlin's really strong. You still have to put Chase Elliott as the favorite uh, when the playoffs start, in my yep. opinion. I want to ask you, Kyle, because you brought up the new car, and it has been interesting that Hendrick Motorsports seems to have lost a little bit of its edge with Next Gen this year again yep. with you know Suarez and Chastain and Reddick winning all the road course races this year. How do we think the new car is going to race at Watkins Glen? Because indications from the test are that this is not going to race the same way. Obviously, yeah. you mentioned the turning capabilities, yeah. the braking capabilities are much different. But we're, we've also heard that the way this car maybe goes over the curbing is going to be a little bit different than the old car. Oh, for sure. I, I think we've seen that everywhere. There's anywhere there's been curbing, even even in California uh, at Sonoma when they would at the bottom of the hill when they jump the curb and get to the outside of it. We saw this really upset these cars mm-hmm. uh, because it's just that it, it's like a table. I mean, they're so stiff. It's like you pick up this corner of the table, it really pitches the whole car. Um, but I, listen, I wish they run the boot. I wish with this car, <laughs> I wish with this car they ran the whole racetrack. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I think this car is capable of running the whole racetrack. We always heard, well, we can't run the whole racetrack because we don't have the braking capabilities. This car does have it, and maybe that's something in the future. Mm-hmm. But it is going to be interesting to see, and, and from when Dell and I race there, uh, there's a lot more pavement there. Used to be grass and pea gravel yeah. out there, so you yeah. stayed on the racetrack. You stayed off of those curbings. These guys use those curbs. They use the other side of the curbing as asphalt to run. Um, so it is going to be interesting to see how that works with the front uh, valence, but also with that rear diffuser. Yeah. I think what we've seen a lot more of this year than, than I anticipated was you spin and damage the rear diffuser in these cars, you've messed up your car. You've messed up your car. The front may look fine. The sides may look fine. Everything may look fine. But you mess up that undercarriage, that's a totally different animal. And getting up on top of that and bottoming out, we see Indy cars do it. We see Formula One cars do it. That's not good on these cars. And Watkins Glen is a place where they are going to use those curbs. Don't come heck or high water. They're going to be on top of them. Yeah, and reliability of the parts and pieces that maybe haven't been put to this yeah. test yet. Uh, if they're going to jump these curbs, like I think, especially by what I hear in the interloop, bus stop, whatever you yeah. want to call it, that they're they're straightening that out and, and they're going to, you know, we've seen these cars get off the ground, literally, uh, when they're cutting this off to make this as straight as possible and then hit the other curbing there too. So you're getting both sides jumping and, and these cars landing. So are the, the parts and pieces, I know that they're built really well and built strong, but they haven't, I don't think they've been put to this test yet, especially uh, with the front and the rear uh, with the independent suspension that we have there. So it could be a reliability thing uh, that that we see come into play here. Now, we've got the brake fixed, but will everything else (laughs) Will everything else And I think we've heard it's going to be a more physical test for the drivers. Oh, shoot, yeah. 100%. Yes, for sure. uh, I've heard from a couple of drivers, ones that did uh, the test there, too, the tire test there, that it is rough. Yeah. Uh, and that they literally, uh, their back hurt. Uh, yeah. They felt like that they'd been beat up just from driving, not crashing, uh, yeah. just from yeah. driving yeah. Uh, the, the, the course. Yeah, may, right. not, may not be a lot of radio chatter. Yeah. They may be wearing <laughs> mouthpieces, man. I'm telling you, man. You talk to a couple of them, they talked about their yeah, jaws being tough. sore, too, so it's going to be tough. All right, well, one driver has been very happy on the radio on road courses this year is Tyler Reddick. On the other side, we'll come back and talk to his crew chief, Randall Burnett, The hottest road course driver in the Cup Series is his driver. Talk to him next. Green flag in the air. We're racing at Road America. Here comes the eight to the inside. A little bit of contact made. Can he get by him? What a move by Reddick. Tyler Reddick is going to win his first ever Cup Series race. Great job, team. What better place than Road America? I love the fans. I love this racetrack. Reddick fights back. He's going to try to take the outside line. Reddick grabs the lead as he comes back out on the front stretch. One more time around. What a race he has put together. Tyler Reddick looking for his second Cup Series win. It's going to come in Indianapolis. This is one really special place to race and really excited to kiss the bricks here in a little bit and really excited that we got the Ricci their win uh, in their hometown. And back-to-back road course victories at Road America and the Indianapolis Motor Speedway road course. Tyler Reddick, without a doubt, right now, the hottest road course racer in the Cup Series. We welcome in his crew chief now, Randall Burnett. And, Randall, not to put too much pressure on you that we already haven't, or I haven't already, but Chase Elliott was asked last weekend at Richmond who he thought 
uh, he was going to keep his eye on and if he should be the favorite. And Chase Elliott immediately said, number eight Chevrolet, Tyler Reddick. I mean, he's got to be the favorite going to Glenn. Uh, how does it feel, I guess, to come off those two road course races heading into Sunday's race? Well, it feels really good. You know, um, it's uh, it's been a long time coming for Tyler. He uh, when he got to us in 2019 over at RCR, he uh, he flat out told me, man, I really don't like road course racing. And um, so we all took that as a challenge. And um, he's worked really hard on it, um, improving himself and uh, getting him getting himself to the capabilities that he's obviously got a, a ton of raw talent. And uh, so to get us first uh, two wins on the road courses, it, it Shows the hard work that pays off um, by him and our team and everybody that's that's put in on this deal. So it's been pretty exciting. Yeah, and I, I want to go back to that, but the, to that comment. Um, you know, when he when he came there, he said, "I don't I don't like road courses very much." What kind of driver is Tyler Reddick? Because he seems to rise to the challenge. You throw something at him that he doesn't like. You throw something at him that's different. He just picks up the pace and goes and gets it done in a very quiet way. He's a very quiet kid. When, when, I, when you try to talk to him, but what kind of driver do you classify him as? Man, he's just a, he's a gasser. He just, he, um, he just a hard nosed racer, man. He, uh, he's got so much natural ability and, um, you know, it's just polishing those things and, and turning them into positives, you know, um, he's, he's obviously when he was in the Xfinity series, um, you know, he was, he was always fast, always fast and, and wouldn't always make it to the end of the race. And he's, uh, He's done a great job of, of learning when to race hard and learning what he needs to do to get to the end of these long races. And, um, you know, he just never gives up. Brandon, when you look at, at where you've won and the, the road courses and what they're like, and now you go to Watkins Glen uh, and everybody calls it the super speedways of road courses, is there a lot of change with these type, with these new cars that you have to make or, or the setups and things. I know it's, I believe it's the same tire that you've run both of those. Uh, is there a lot of change that you have to make for this uh, weekend? Well, definitely you look at, you look at things like the spring package, the shock package, um, you know, like you guys were talking earlier in your, in your cast here, um, the, the, how rough it is over the, the bus stop and all that jumping curbs. Um, that's probably a little more aggressive than any of the road courses we've been to this year. Uh, you know, Indy's really flat and pretty tame as as far as that goes. Um, road America the same way. So, yeah, it's a little bit different. You look at, you know, um, we've got those internal bump stops um, that can upset the car if you get on them too hard. Um, so, you know, you definitely got to look at all those things going into this weekend. So it, it'll probably be a little bit different than, than what we've seen at the other road courses so far. All right, let's take a phone call from James in New York, where NASCAR is headed this weekend, race at Watkins Glen. James, you're on with Randall Burnett on NASCAR America Motor Mouse. What you got? Hey, Randall. Um, I wanted to ask, um, after winning at both uh, Road America and Indianapolis, uh, what have you and Tyler learned uh, going into uh, Watkins Glen uh, this weekend, as well as uh, the Charlotte Roval uh, for the playoffs? Well, definitely, you know, we, like I said, we, we've been looking at the setup stuff. It is going to be probably a little bit different than what we've had. Um, the tires, you know, the same. So um, we've got all those notes to go off of. Um, but just um, this, this road course is so much higher speed. Um, you know, we see some good speeds at Coda as well, but we also see some really, really low speeds at Coda. So, um, you know, it's just, it's just a little bit different animal. Um, and it's always been that way. Even when we were just racing at Watkins Glen and Sonoma, they're, they're two completely different animals. So, um, we've been working on, you know, the braking zones, um, and, and getting through the bus stop good and, and over the bumps there. So Randall, uh, two wins in the last uh, couple of months here. One of those wins came after you guys had, had dealt with a lot of noise going on with, you know, Tyler Reddick leaving after 2023. Um, I, I know that the team obviously has done a great job of just, being able to block out distractions and focus on the job at hand. I'm wondering if you can kind of speak to that, because I know the number eight team, people might not realize you guys have kind of been tight-knit. You guys have been together for a while, uh, more than just this season. Can you speak about how you guys have sort of worked through all that noise that maybe you've had the last couple of months and still be able to win with Tyler Reddick? Yeah, no, no. like you said, we, we are a pretty tight-knit group. Uh, most all the guys that, that are on the team, there's only a couple that, that haven't been with them the whole time. Uh, on the cup side and, and some of us have been with them since the Xfinity days. So um, we're, we've all been pretty tight, worked together for several years now. And, um, you know, so yeah, 
Yeah, it was a little bit of a distraction at first, um, but I think that win and Indy kind of showed where where our team's at and and what we're capable of, and that, and that's focused on giving Tyler the best uh, product we can every weekend and, and calling good races and giving them put good pit stops and putting them in position, um, and that's what we're going to continue to do. That's that's a that's the best way to showcase all the talent on this eight car that we got, not just Tyler, but but all of our guys as well. Listen, I, we we were having a discussion here earlier about. Uh, being at this point in time in the season, two races to go before the playoffs, and how people race. And, and Dale and I were reminiscing about when you just went to the racetrack and tried to beat everybody and tried to win everything, uh, and that was it. But you guys, it, it's different. And, and explain, if you can walk me through it maybe a little bit as a crew chief, you know, you've got guys out here that are already in the playoffs. You've got guys that are trying to get in the playoffs. You've got guys that are trying to get stage points. There's so many different agendas when they drop the green flag. As a crew chief, how do you wrap your brain around that and keep up with that, plus call your race uh, and, and, and put yourself in position to win the race the, the best you can? Well, the first thing you do before you get on the pit box is take some goodies and, and get your headache gone <laughs> after thinking about all that. Um, but, but, no, we've kind of been on both sides of it. This year's, uh, you know, this year we're in a lot better spot than, say, we were last year. Last year we were racing our teammate for that final uh, position in the points to transfer in. And so we had to, we had to race Watkins Glen very different. Um, we had to race even Road America, Daytona, things like that very different because we were trying to get as many um, stage points as you can, you know. Um, and we couldn't just leave those sitting out there for, you know, for Austin, our teammate, to pick up because then he could have passed us in the points. So um, it, it cost us to sacrifice a couple chances at, at winning a race as well, you know. So um, this year we've got a little bit more luxury of, of calling the race to win it, um, you know, whether it be short, short stop in the stages or, you know, running through a stage or whatever that may be. Uh, at the time to try to keep your track position. Obviously, Watkins Glen is one of those places where track position is going to be a, a huge thing. And um, so it's going to allow us to call the race a little different than, say, those guys that are racing for points. We're, we're obviously looking for stage wins, but, but race wins also pay good, you know, the best amount of points towards the playoffs. So um, going into Watkins Glen, that's what we're focusing on. We feel like we got a good shot at winning that one, and, and that's what we're going to sell ourselves up to do for the weekend. Yeah, you're certainly in a more comfortable position, Randall, having those two wins and being locked in the playoffs. But your teammate, Austin Dillon, still isn't. I know it's probably not as much of a factor this weekend at Watkins Glen, but looking ahead, regular season finale at Daytona, are, are you guys already starting to strategize or plan or think about like how you can maybe get a second RCR car in the playoffs by, by getting Austin Dillon a win at Daytona? Well, yeah, you know, we're certainly going to do whatever we can to help that group. Um, you know, they're great teammates to us and, and has helped us along the way a lot of times. And um, so, so we're going to be focused at RCR is, is to get in that um, three car in the victory circle the next two weeks. Um, you know, Austin's obviously won the Daytona 500 before he runs up front there, you know, every time we go there. So I um, feel like he's got a great shot at Daytona next weekend, and we're going to do whatever we can to, to help that along. So, um, you know, Watkins Glen's a little bit different animal. Um, there, there's not really much you can do to, you know, kind of help your teammate because um, it's just, it's just kind of how the race plays out. But, um, yeah, it's all hands on deck trying to get that three car into the chase. All right. Well, a lot to watch there for RCR and, of course, a lot to watch for your number eight Chevrolet this weekend at Watkins Glen. Uh, good luck going for three in a row on a road course, Randall, and thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I enjoyed talking with you guys. Thank you, man. Thanks, man. All right, that's Randall Burnett, crew chief for the number eight Chevrolet. And when we come back, he'll be racing at Watkins Glen this weekend. We'll have one of the members of our broadcast team, a special appearance from the Bagman, Mike Bagley. There he is, joining us on the other side to talk Watkins Glen. Oh yes, NASCAR and NBC going radio style this weekend at Watkins Glen International. In the S's, we'll have Mike Bagley from MRN and Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. The Inner Loop, also known as the bus stop, Dale Earnhardt Jr. will call the action through there. And then coming out of the carousel into turn six, we've got Jeff Burton calling all of the action there as well. And of course, Rick Allen, Steve Otart at the start-finish line in the booth calling this weekend's race at Watkins Glen International. And as promised, the man in the S's now joins us, Mike Bagley. Uh, Bagman, what do you think? Are you, are you, are you, you got your pipes all warmed up? Dulcet oh. tones ready to go for this weekend? 
We are locked and loaded. We are ready for action, boys. Top of the evening. How are we all doing today? We're ready. good. Good, man. We're good. So let's just start with, you know, we've been doing this a few years now. I mean, tell us about, like, does it get easier each year? Was it easy from the start? You know, what's it like uh, being a part of our broadcast and doing this radio stuff? Well, for me, it's a whole lot easier now than what it was because before we did this, I think it was, what, six years ago, I think we did our first one. I'd never done any kind of TV. I've got people saying, got a triple box coming. Well, what's a triple box? And then, <laughs> you know, you don't want to be that guy, right? It's like, pardon me, could you tell me what this is? And you're like, hey, they just said Elvis. Who, what, what's going on with the Elvis? What's, yeah. what's going on with this? So getting used to all that and the lingo, but I think the the most awesome thing for me has been getting to know everybody on the crew. Um, you know, I said this this morning on the show that, you know, it used to be that radio stayed in its lane and TV stayed in its lane and those paths didn't cross. Well, they did six years ago and we enjoy it. Uh, fans enjoy it. I think everybody gets a kick out of it. It's just a different way to present the race. Just putting a putting a unique spin on it at a track like uh, Watkins Glen, and as legendary as Watkins Glen is, it's a pretty awesome experience. Yeah, listen, it's Dale and I, we're doing pre-race and, and post-race, uh, we get to watch you guys. And, and it's a lot of fun. Radio style for me is, is a lot of fun because it's like, it's like that throwback of listening to, to MRN and listen to that, all that, because that's what I grew up with, going to the racetracks and, and traveling with my dad when we'd fall out of races or whatever. I, my question is this. Uh, we only do this once a year. It's a special occasion. You take it from, from Rick and Steve. You throw to, to Junior. What's, what's that rhythm like? Does it take a few laps and take a few practice laps you know, and, and practice or, or qualifying, whatever it may be, to get back in that rhythm of different personalities on both, either side of you? Yeah, it does. And you know, we're going to take some opportunities to knock some rust off this weekend be, before we get going. I think the thing... Where as far as like the pacing is concerned, you don't want to oversell it, but you want to do it justice. So trying to find that, trying to find that happy medium. I'm, I'm just an excitable guy. It's like you know, I'm I'm excited to be calling races. I I do it with enthusiasm, um, and then I think that that rubs off down the line. I think getting the timing and the drops and everything right. You know, a lot of people think that when we do it on radio, that there is someone in our ear telling us when to talk or there's a light that flashes when to go because we had that seamless handoff. It's all by voice inflection. And the more we do the voice inflection and the more we get into the rhythm of that, um, you know, the further along that we go, I think the better off we are and and, um, all the timing that goes along with that. It's a blast to do, but it's also, I get a kick out of seeing Dale Jr. and also Jeff evolve into that style. They're doing more analysis, but getting into that rhythm of that handoff that we do. Uh, in pure radio, and then obviously what we'll do Sunday in radio style. Yeah, you guys make it uh, pretty seamless. It seems <laughs> like, uh, like you do it a, a lot of times together, uh, which we know isn't. Let's talk about the part of the track that you're at that I don't think fans understand as much because they hear about the bus stop and everything that you go through there and getting down into turn one. But as a driver, that, that was one of the places that I looked. Every time you yeah. started up through the S's that – I'll either make it here. If I don't, this is going to be pretty big. Uh, I'm not sure that everybody (laughs) understands the speed and exactly how narrow that is and the things that could happen if one driver messes up. I think that's a good point. Uh, It's been pretty tame the last few years, but Kyle, you can speak to this. You got swept up in, in a wreck, you and Dale and Mark, back in the 90s where somebody gets crossed up. You know, all around this racetrack, like we're coming into the S's right here, that's the right-hander that's turned to. Then the car transitions back to goes to the left. If somebody gets crossed up right here, you are in trouble. Look at that. There is nowhere to go. There is no evacuation route in turn three when you get to the top of the hill. Things get narrow, Kyle, and you can speak to it. I mean, you get you get caught up in somebody's mess. You have absolutely nowhere to go. Yeah, I think I'm the one that crossed up and took out Mark and everybody. <laughs> so thanks for the memories there, back man. Well, I, I really. I'm, no, no, no. But, I didn't want to say it. <laughs> but but here's the deal. That is that is, and and Dale and I know it. At the same time, it is. It's like crashing in your driveway, man. You're you're just mm-hmm. you're you've just blocked yeah. everything. But at the same time, that's where you have to make time because if you lose time coming up through there from two to three up through the S's then it shows up at the bus stop. It shows up at the end. And that's when you're just a setting duck. They're going by you on both sides. So it's critical. And, and you you do a great job, and, and you can visually see who's making time and who's not making time. 
You see him carry that left front. You see him sideways, whatever it may be. Uh, But that is a critical part of the racetrack that always goes uh, as far as the analysis of the racetrack. Always people are like, yeah, up through the S's. No, up through the S's is where you make your time on a qualifying lap where you make your time a a lot of times during the day. Well, if you stop and think about it, so turn two is the first turn of the S's. Well, when you get that launch in that in that right-hander and you start that run, you've got to almost be flawless, and you got to get a good launch up out of two. You got to transition over into three, and then ease into four, and then go to the back straightaway. Well, if you scrub off any speed, you've just killed your backstretch speed, yeah. and you yeah. killed the entry going into the inner loop. While at the same time, here's here's something I've been hearing this week. With the loads of the cars, I mean, Randall just talked about it, the shock limiters and the bump stops and all this. You hook that that curbing at the bottom of two, and that car jets out on you. Next thing you know, you're crossed up, and here we go with you know multi-car pileups yeah. and all that stuff. You've got to be laser precise going up through those S's. And if you get off course, you hang it up. You're done. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. could be where all the action yeah. is this weekend with, yeah. with these new cars. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how much of your life is spent taking phone calls, Bagman, but you've joined a call-in <laughs> show, so yes. I'm, I'm afraid you're, you're up for another one. Yes. Uh, Greg joining us here on NASCAR America Motor Mouse. Greg, what do you have for Mike Bagley and the crew? Hey, guys. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the show. I'm from Tony Stewart's hometown of Columbus, Indiana, and so I'm a big supporter of Kevin Harvick. I just want everybody's thoughts on uh, what's, what's everybody thinking about Kevin Harvick winning the championship this year. Bagman, answer that one. Everybody just calm down. Okay, let's all, <laughs> let's all, um, we had Chase Elliott win the championship three, three weeks ago. Uh, and then now we get somebody come onto the scene. Look, there's a lot of racing left to go. And I think Rodney Childers summed it up best this week when he said, you know, we can, we can go here and we can win this race. And next week we may be out to lunch. And then the next week may be decent. And there's no consistency. We'll get pockets of it. Uh, it was a surprise that they won this past weekend. Michigan just perfectly timed pitting and caution sequence for the four team. And they were able to take advantage of it, got the race pulled away. I think that perhaps maybe they're on to something. They said it started in Nashville. And they say that, well, we've not done a whole lot. Look, Rodney Childers is Rodney Childers. We all know how Rodney is. I think Rodney has found something maybe. We'll see. Only time will tell. But if they don't put it together at Watkins Glen or Daytona, I'm not that worried. But show me what you got at Darlington. Show me what you got at Kansas and, you know, those mile and a half tracks like that coming up. And we'll see if they got a championship worthy effort. But right now, I'm confident about the four. I'm not sold that it's going to all manifest itself into a championship. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm getting close to being pretty sold. And I think you said on Monday show, DJ, that right now you've got the four in your championship yeah. Four, right? I only have three of the four, but I've got him as <laughs> He's one, one of them. them. That I can say. I, I, I've said that the nine, the 11, and, and now the four are the only three that I think that I say can can maneuver their way through. And I think the playoffs, you may disagree with me, but I think because of everything that you're saying and what Rodney Children's saying about being on it for a yeah. week or two and then all of a sudden things go away, well, you can't have that when you get in the playoffs unless you're going to win a race in, in each one of the rounds. So I think this may be the most pressure-packed that we've seen. Oh, it's going to be pressure-packed. There's no doubt about it. I just can't get a gauge, and maybe you guys can, but I'm not going to be able to get a gauge on consistency. Like like uh, Joey Logano with Darlington. He shows up. He was running second. Moved Byron to win the race. Comes back. Can't find him the following weekend in Kansas. Then the next week, he'll be decent. Then they'll miss it by a little bit. A lot of these crew chiefs are still in guessing mode. Like, they're still, yeah, they got simulation, but they're still, I don't want to say necessarily trying things, but they're not necessarily sure with confidence until they get going back to some of these racetracks for the second time and going through those notes and all that stuff. I think it's possible that the four team can get on a roll, but I've been bitten already several times this year with teams that I thought that were going to get on a roll and continue, and they just don't, and they, they fizzle out for one for one reason or another. And let's not forget pit road speeding penalties and pit road issues and all that stuff. That scares me too with a lot of people. Yeah. Well, we're looking at the playoff picture right there. And obviously the, the name everybody's talking about, Bagman as being outside, is Martin Truex Jr. I think normally we'd be thinking, this is a guy, he's won at Watkins Glen, won there in 2017 on his way to the championship, has won at Sonoma, has won at you know many road courses throughout his career. But no one's really 
talking about as a contender this week. You know, Kyle said it this morning. You know, yeah. did he miss his best shot already at Richmond because of the way Toyotas have run on road courses this year? And the fact that Truex doesn't have a win on a super speedway, can Martin Truex Jr. still make the playoffs? He's going to have to have more help than he needed last week because I agree with Kyle. I thought Richmond was his best opportunity. Statistically coming in, MTJ was gold last week. When he when you're coming into Watkins Glen, I think I think some of the bloom has fallen off his rose at Watkins Glen and road courses. And he even admitted it with us on Motor Racing Network last week. He's like, look, we're not as good as the road courses as we used to be. And there's obviously a difference there. I'm not going to totally rule him out, but I got people that I think that can win that race right now more than I think he can. Yeah. And then we go to Daytona. He's just not been good on super speedways. Martin, all if there's a wreck that's going to break out, Martin's going to be in the, in the middle of it. I mean, he came close to winning the Daytona 500, but as far as being one of those names on the short list to win at Daytona, I just don't have MTJ there. He's going to have to have some help. Something's going to have to happen to the 12, or he's going to have to take advantage of some pitch strategy or some some luck of of, of the draw at Daytona. But I, I I think his best chances to 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 even make it to the playoffs have passed. My confidence is low on the 19. Not saying they can't do it. But my confidence is a whole lot less this week than it was going into Richmond last week. And you yeah. feel like ship may have sailed? Yeah. I, I, listen, I, I do. I think. I think. I, I, listen, he's had success on the road courses, and but here we've seen what the Chevy's done. We just talked to to Randall. We know what what Chase brings to the road course, and the Chevy's bring to the road course, and Tyler brings to the road course, um, and we know what Austin Cendrick brings to the road course, and some of these guys that are that are pretty good. I think Martin continues to go down. By the time we get to Daytona, I've got Corey LaJoy, uh, Austin Dillon, Eric Almirola, uh, Ricky Stenhouse. i got all these guys ahead, yeah. of, ahead of Martin Truex when I, by the time I get to Daytona because they are speedway racers. So I think his time was, was Richmond. I mean, I, I thought he was going to go up there and just throw it on the table and say, here, I'm ready to play. I'm in the playoffs. And it didn't happen, and I just think it's passed. And sorry. I, that's all I can say. Batman, I've got one last thing for you. They may have more, but so back in May, I sat right here and I said there were going to be 16 winners, and they horse lapped me right off this yes, stage did. right yes, here we that did. we're on. But <laughs> what's your thought now? We've got 15, two races left. Is the number 15, 16, or 17? Well, what you don't know is I was one of those people at home doing the same thing to you that they were doing to you on set. <laughs> so I've always been one of these because everybody, see, our listeners, and when we've asked the question on the air, it's like, okay, why do you want more winners than what we have playoff spots for? And the overwhelming response is on those phone lines, chaos, because it, it, it produces <laughs> chaos. And, you know, we live in a world where chaos is obviously embraced. I, we may get a 16th. I don't think we'll get more. Um, I'm still holding out that, hey, listen, if we get more winners and we got playoff spots, I think that's a compliment to the new race car and the kind of racing we've had this year. I just still don't see it happening. We're close. We're very, very close. Um, I'm just, I'm just not there. I'm not there. Yeah. Sorry, DJ. I understand. Listen, listen. I'll be on this island. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He, he was in, and listen, listen, I was on the other island until we went to Michigan and Kevin Harvick won. And I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. Dale Jarrett is exactly right. We are there. Well, well, now hang on a minute because in Richmond, when Busher was pressuring Harvick for the lead, yeah. I actually got ready to send a text to Pete, my producers. I'm like, boys, buckle up. Here we go. Yeah. This yeah. is what we haven't wanted to happen. Yeah. But it didn't happen. Four hours of chaos on Monday morning. And even though yeah. DJ's on Island, that's still Hall of Fame Island. Yes, so it is. I yes, respect is, that man. Island a lot. I'm and, following him now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Following uh, him. Before we let you get out of here, Bagman, uh, we've talked a lot of Cup, haven't talked Xfinity. Obviously, A.J. Allmendinger is always the name we talk about on road courses in the Xfinity series. But Ty Gibbs acquitted himself quite well at this track last year. He did. Um, I think, honestly, you have A.J. and then you have Ty Gibbs. And then you have the whole junior motorsports fleet. Because I think any one of those junior motorsports cars can win. But I think you got to get through the 16 and that car right there in that 54. Um, that young man's pretty stout. I mean, he's expanding his skill sets by the week, obviously, and is a whole lot better of it for what he's doing for Kurt over in the Cup Series. But that young man is hammered down into a playoff run, into a championship run. He will be in the championship four. Um, and I look for him to be a factor on Saturday. No question about that. Yeah. 
All right, well, uh, we'll look forward to watching you from the S's, radio style, USA Network, 2 p.m. Eastern, countdown to green, get started Sunday. Mike Bagley, thanks for joining us. Can't wait. See you, everybody. See you, man. Thanks, man. All right, that is the Bagman. Again, you can catch him this Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern, countdown to green, 3 p.m. Eastern, the race on USA. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more Watkins Glen and the international flavor that this track that once hosted Formula One has always had. MotoGP and the Austrian Grand Prix caps off a big weekend of motorsports on the networks of NBC. And it all starts with the Dale Jr. download tomorrow. His guest, Michael Fatback McSwain, former crew chief for Ricky Rudd, Bobby Labonte. Then on Saturday, Monster Jam inches closer to the World Finals with Round 24 in Salt Lake. The Xfinity Series is back at the Glen on USA. Indy Lights starts at 4 p.m. Eastern on Peacock before the IndyCar race at Worldwide Technology Raceway at Gateway on USA at 6 p.m. Eastern. Finally, on Sunday, the Cup Series takes on its fastest road course, starting with Countdown to Green at 2 p.m. Eastern on USA, followed by the aforementioned MotoGP at 5 p.m. on CNBC. So a big weekend of motorsports, as always, on NBC Sports Properties. Big day here on MotorMouse. Uh, I had a lot of your phone calls. Let's squeeze one more in here from Brandon. Brandon, welcome to the show. Hey guys, thank you for uh, taking my call. Thanks for joining uh, so us. I'll get to, so I'll get straight to the to the question. Um, so with Ty Gibbs filling in for Kurt Busch, uh, what does this mean for his future going forward, uh, especially with Kyle Busch right now not knowing what his future looks like for 2023? All right, well, uh, the question from Brandon, obviously we, we have not heard any update yeah. yet for this weekend in terms of Kurt Busch's status, but Ty Gibbs has been filling in the last four races with Kurt Busch being out with concussion-like symptoms. So obviously a ton to unpack here, both about what it means for Ty Gibbs, his future in the Cup Series, what's going on with Kyle Busch being yeah. on Sider Joe Gibbs Racing, what happens with Kurt Busch in terms of, you know, when's he going to come back? I mean, should he come back? really at this point in the regular season with just the Glenn and Daytona left before the playoffs. Like, I wonder if, if that comes into the calculus now with, with that team's decision there. Yeah, you'd have to think that may. I mean, you know, you can wrecks can happen anywhere or anything like that, yeah. but why not come back when the playoffs start? You know, yeah. don't put yourself in that position. Take as much time because he has that. Uh, you know, unless we have the two winners and – then, then it's going to be a non-issue yeah. with that. It wouldn't have mattered probably if he would have come back. So I don't know. But the question is about Ty Gibbs, and I'm just saying I don't know where there's a seat in that Toyota camp at Joe Gibbs or uh, 2311 racing, but Ty Gibbs deserves a seat. He's ready for a seat in cup racing. He does not need to be in Xfinity full-time anymore, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, I, listen, I agree. Sometimes, and, and it's, it's, a, it's a, there's that stupid saying, hire good people and find a place for him, okay? Ty Gibbs is good people when it comes to driving a race car. Hire Ty Gibbs and find a place for him. That's yeah. how simple it is. Just as Dale said, he doesn't need to be in Xfinity racing anymore. You know, Rick Hendrick looked at William Byron and said, you're my future. You're the future of, of part of the future of White Hendrick Motorsport. I'm committed to you now. We talked earlier about Ryan Blaney and Penske committing to him. Somebody needs to commit to Ty Gibbs. Whether that's his grandfather, whether that's Michael Jordan, I don't know. You know what I mean? But somebody in that Toyota organization has to commit to him to say, you're our future. Um, because there's nothing but blue sky in front of this kid. Yeah. He has done a phenomenal job, or an exceptional job, I, I think. Getting in at Pocono with no practice, being calm, talking him through it. And finally, we go through two races. You know, Indy was not going to be a spectacular. We didn't think. He mm -hmm. still had a solid race. 
but we put him in a position, or they put him in a position, so he could race at Richmond. And we actually saw him race. We saw him racing with Kyle Busch. Um, and I think that that progression over a three-race period in this car shows that he deserves or at least has the talent yeah. to be in one of these cars. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll turn around on you. Hire good people, find places for them. Does it still apply to Kyle Busch? I mean, should Toyota find a place to kind of keep Kyle Busch in the fold if they decide that Ty Gibbs Okay, let's say this. Hire good people and find a place for him unless they want a potload of money and you don't have the money, okay? <laughs> so let, let me say that. And, and, and I'm not saying Kyle Busch wants a potload of money, but he's worth a potload yes, of money, okay? That's, that's he is key. worth a potload of money. So I'm not, I, I don't know the dealings of his deal, but we're, we're opposite ends of the spectrum with a Kyle Busch and with, with, a, with a Ty Gibbs, I believe. Blue sky with Ty Gibbs. You know what you got when you get, get Kyle, Kyle Busch. You got to get a 60 race winner, a two-time champion, a guy who's won 200-plus NASCAR races in every division, you, you know what, what you've got. So I, I think that depends on what you want the future of your organization to be, too. Are you in a building process? Are you in a, or are you in the process of establishing yourself and keeping yourself relevant? Right on. All right, one more phone call on NASCAR American Motor Mouse. Let's take Bradley on the line. Bradley, welcome to the program. Hey, how y'all doing? Good. Doing well. I'm I'm biggest fan Dale Jr. and Kyle Petty and Rick Allen and Jeff Burton and Dale Jr. on the ABC. Y'all doing good. Uh, um, I wonder y'all can uh, I wonder y'all can uh, do me a big favor if y'all go to the race this weekend at the another race. I wonder if you can tell talk to Chase Elliott and tell him I'm the biggest biggest fan he is and I like him and I like his dad and. Uh, uh, that's my two questions. I wonder if you could tell Rick on ABC where y'all qualify the privacy to tell him I'm watching tell him I'm a biggest fan of him and and uh hope y'all can say hey me while I'm watching y'all privacy and qualifying this coming Saturday, Sunday for Sydney and the Cup. Okay. We'll tell him, man. Thank yep. you very much for calling. We appreciate it this more is- than you know. But th- we'll make sure we find Bill. Um and, and we'll make sure we sell Chase. Uh, he's, I think he's spotted for Chase. Yep. Oh, yeah. Are yeah. you kidding me? When, yeah, yeah, when he won. First, when he won yeah. that first oh, race, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. He was yeah. there in victory lane. Thank you for the call, dude. All right. So message message relayed. Yes. Um, any picks for the weekend? <laughs> <laughs> you got nothing. You know, here's my pick. The fans. I, I think the fans are going to see an exceptional race up yeah. there. I, I think it's something that we've not seen with this car. So I, I think the fans are the winner already before we even get there. Race winner yeah. from the Hall of Famer? You know, I'm just going to, you know, I've been preaching this 16 winner, so I'm <laughs> saying it's going to happen this weekend. We're not going to wait till Daytona. I think the streak of 10 stops for Chevrolet with Chris Buescher winning the race. All right, there you go. Take it the bank. DJ says it. USA Network, Saturday, 3 p.m. Eastern, Watkins Glen. Tune in radio style. NASCAR and NBC will have the call. You should check it out. Sunday, 3 p.m. Eastern. Thanks for joining us on Motormouths.